You're listening to Auburn Opelika this morning. We are now joined by our friends from VCOM, Dr. Kaylin Young, Dr. Michael Roberts, and Dr. Drew Fruget. Is that right? Got it. All right, sweet, sweet. How you guys doing this morning? Fantastic. Doing great. Sweet. Well, that's, that's awesome. Pleasure to have you guys in studio. So, Dr. Young, tell us a little bit about um, kind of some of the, the collaborative efforts that you guys have done as far as research and working together and teaming up to, to get some stuff done. Absolutely. So Dr. Roberts and I actually did our PhDs together at the University of Oklahoma. So we've known each other for a, a good long time, and he's got a lot of dirt, dirt on me from those days, and I got a lot of dirt on him. So that works out. We just decided we might as well get together and make make good science happen for for VCOM and Auburn University. So um, he's the reason why I kind of came down here. Okay. Um, not all jokes aside, he's one of the leaders in our field of research, and uh, so it's a it's a pleasure to be able to get to work with him every day. Uh, now, Dr. Fruget, he came in a couple of years ago, so he's kind of new to the what we like to call our research trio, but he brings a lot of expertise in the nutrition world uh, for us, which we do. Mike and I already do a lot of uh, together, so he was a great addition. Recently, a couple of years ago, he approached the lab, uh, Mike and I, and said, hey, we have this great opportunity um, to work on um, with the Peanut Institute, or the Peanut Foundation, the okay. Institute Foundation, and I'll let Drew speak to that a little more here in just a second. And so I think we have an opportunity to do a, some really good research um, with this foundation and, and maybe get a grant from them. And I had this idea. So he brought this idea to, to Dr. Roberts and I, and we, we looked at each other and said, I don't know about this guy, Dr. Fruget. He's from Mississippi. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So, <laughs> But we said, oh, we'll give him a shot. So um, the next thing you know, we write, we all get together, write a grant, and uh, we got the grant. And so that kind of was, was, a, was a great thing for, for Auburn University and VCOM. Um, it's always good there. And then we got together, executed the first grant fantastically, and um, did a second round of funding, got that one too. And so that's kind of the, the current one that we're working on, and we're getting ready to, to submit a third round of funding with the Peanut Institute. So it's been fun. But I'll let Dr. Fruget speak to a little bit about the work we do with um, the Peanut Institute. All right. So, um, yeah, they really just started uh, reaching out to us, uh, looking at doing clinical trials and uh, what Dr. Young and Dr. Roberts do is uh, you know, muscle physiology focused research um, and I'm kind of at this cross-section of uh, cancer prevention and control which is very much intertwined with aging and so uh, we thought hey maybe we can use this uh, peanut powder to help uh, older adults that are trying to weight train to uh, improve that muscle quality so there's a lot of uh, you know, negative things that come with aging, and uh, you know, these guys are able to uh, study that you know, within the muscle tissue at the cellular level, very high and sophisticated stuff. And so um, I had an idea, and I just tapped into their expertise, and uh, Peanut Institute loved the concept, and so that's how we've uh, gotten rolling with that. What's the dynamic look like when you know there's there's a group of folks already doing research and then you kind of come in and and join them? What does that process look like? Um, it's it's pretty neat and I mean Caitlin's over there laughing right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, these guys have a lot of fun and I think that's uh, what is really cool and you know just the environment of the lab. So they've got several PhD students. I've got one PhD student. We all have uh, a bunch of undergrads that just come in, and you know they all feed off each other the positivity. And um, these guys are just super productive. And so it's you know kind of uh, 
overwhelming at first because I mean, sure, Doctor Roberts is a big deal. Yeah, that I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I'm also pretty quiet, so <laughs> I do a lot more listening than talking. But, sure, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we're joined this morning by Dr. Kalen Young, Dr. Michael Roberts, and Dr. Drew Fruget with VCOM, talking about their research. We'll jump more into it in just a moment right here on Auburn Opelika this morning. We're joined in studio this morning by our friends from VCOM, Dr. Kalen Young, Dr. Michael Roberts, he's a big deal, and Dr. Drew Fruget this morning talking about uh, y'all's research and collaborative efforts, and if you would... Uh, Dr. Roberts, kind of give us a get, kind of let's jump into a little bit as far as some of the the things that you guys have discovered throughout all of this this research. Sure. So we've done a lot of good projects. I, I came to Auburn in 2013, um, and prior to that, I was at the University of Missouri uh, studying with uh, a really profound uh, sort of state of the art scientist. His name was Frank Booth, and he was a forward thinker in our field. Uh, and, and he was really interested about how aging impacted skeletal muscle physiology. Okay. So some of the stuff that he was working on was, you know, why do um, muscle stem cells, for instance, why does their function decrease with aging? And he was really trying to dig into the mechanisms there. Um, I, I went there thinking I was going to study physio muscle physiology. We ended up studying a completely different thing about exercise motivation, and so that's a different story for a different day. But then when I left there and, and came to Auburn, I was afforded the opportunity in the School of Kinesiology to set up a wet lab um, where we could take muscle biopsies from people when they resistance train, uh, when they change their diet, and, for instance, consume more protein in their diet. Um, so that was really the crux of, of how we started. It was a, a heavy muscle physiology laboratory. Dr. Young came in 2014, 2015, uh, and he really brought a, a lot of expertise uh, uh, related to muscle imaging techniques. And so okay. when I can get tissue and I can study how genes are affected with exercise in muscle tissue, you know, looking at the muscle biopsy, or we could look at how... Um, different mechanisms are impacted if you do weight training or if you go and, and do, um, you know, run training or endurance training. And then it was really nice because if you take sort of a step out of that and you wanted to image the muscle um, using um, these innovative techniques that Dr. Young brought, that's what really sort of, I think, made our team um, uh, good in the sense that we can, we can look at various layers of muscle physiology from the cellular level all the way to the whole tissue level. Sure, sure. So that, that, and that's kind of where we got on the with the peanut project that I think that we will we'll talk about a little bit here um, real quick. But when Drew brought us the idea of, of studying peanut protein, you know, there's right now it's quality protein sources in the nutrition world. Drew, you can speak to this. When we talk about um, in a lot of parts, for a lot of individuals, with, when we lose healthy tissues as we age, a lot of times it's because we don't eat enough quality protein in the diet. And so Drew said, hey, you know, there's not a lot of options for people that aren't meat eaters out there that know a good quality protein source, uh, with the exception of, a, of soy, which was a quality protein source, a right. plant source. Drew says, you know, peanut, why not? It's a complete protein source. We need to study it. Let's see how you know how it does in the body, and that's kind of the the preface for what we're we're doing right now. And our first study was in uh, in older adults. We found some very interesting findings there um, at the molecular level and also at the at the whole muscle level. The Peanut Institute was extremely happy about that, and they said, "Well, you know, would you you know we would really like to see something done in a younger population. We want to really hit hard with the younger population growing up. That you know there are these other 
sources of quality protein out there that don't aren't just meat. And that's hard for me because growing up as a farmer's son and a butcher's son, to me, the quality protein out there, it's easy to get. You either go out and harvest it yourself or you raise it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, it was kind of a step for me to, to study something other than th- those other quality protein sources. But it's been fantastic. So now that's where we're at with the current project is studying how in a younger college-age population when we add, um, you know, this peanut protein shake to the diet when they're doing exercise, how does that help to even improve further musculoskeletal benefits that you derive from from exercise so so dr Fruget, I mean, what have you guys found so far with with the younger population uh well we just got them started okay uh, this week uh, okay so they don't like getting up early so far that's what we found yeah. <laughs> baseline testing was this week sure yeah, yeah. sure okay cool so i mean what's the timeline as far as when you guys will be able to start kind of getting uh, getting some results from this yeah, so they're going to come in twice a week and uh, do whole body resistance training. And so we've got students that are going to be supervising that training, making sure that they're getting progressive overload. So they all should get stronger, maybe add a little muscle mass over the next 10 weeks. Um, but half of them are taking, um, th- this is actually peanut protein powder, uh, PB Fit is what we're giving them. And normally you would do it in you know, maybe like a half cup dose, but we're giving them about a cup and a half. Mm. So oh, okay. it's a lot. So they're mixing it in a shake. It wasn't even intended for that, but it's pretty tasty. It's got a little added sugar and salt in it, so it's good. Um, and so half of them will be drinking that every day for the next 10 weeks, and we're supplying that to them and making sure they're doing that. And um, so we're looking to see how much more gains are they going to sure. get from It's all uh, about the gains. That. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> So, do they drink this while they're working out, or does it matter, or are some doing that and some aren't, and you're going to kind of compare that? What does that look like? Yeah, so we've decided to, um, a lot, if you look at a lot of the research that sort of predates our studies, um, probably over a decade's worth of research would indicate that you would want to consume uh, a high-quality protein, you want to get about 30 grams, and so that's why when you go to the grocery store and buy let's say a whey protein, you have a big scoop that they recommend to put in your drink because that provides 30 grams of, mm-hmm. of whey protein. So uh, the research has said that, you know, taking that after you work out uh, is probably the best time to take it. And then on days that you don't work out, um, you know, we're, we're just saying take it in addition to the food that you already eat. So that way you, you're not replacing a meal, but you're, you're consuming all of the calories you would have otherwise, and you're also adding a high-quality protein. Gotcha. And the goal is to get the total protein intake elevated over the 10-week period because uh, the muscle will use that dietary protein in order to, to grow, in order to facilitate you know, muscle growth and, and that sort of thing. Sure. So, Right, because there's like that window after you work out where yeah. like your body breaks stuff down quicker. Is that the idea behind yeah, it? Yeah, so that uh, that gets nuanced because I'm there's sure. been yeah, yeah, there's you know science nerds have sort of uh, picked apart data and said, well, this post-exercise window may or may not be important. It may be more about just getting a total you know daily amount of protein when you're training. That's more important than timing protein. Okay, I've always told people. After exercise makes sense because blood flow to the muscle is elevated, mm. right? And so if you drink a high-quality protein source that's rapidly absorbed into the bloodstream, 
it's going to be easily sort of absorbed in the gut, and then a lot of that's going to go to the muscle because blood flow to the muscle is still elevated post-exercise. So so how different is what you guys are doing with the younger population? How different is it going to be compared to what you guys did with the older population? You know, quite honestly, it's it's really not. I mean, we're looking with the with the older population, we're always really interested as well, not so much in and maybe just did the muscle get bigger, did the muscle, did they lose fat, did they gain muscle, but also function. What's important is that when you when you work to, as we age, as we lose tissue, you want to make sure and stay as functional as possible um, for, for activities of daily living, getting up out of a chair, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. just little things like that, that stuff starts to get hard as we age, and um, if you can improve the function of the tissue, than of the muscle, then we can maintain our, our independence as we age. And so that's that's something that we focus a little bit more on and with the older adults. We're still going to measure mus- muscle function in the in the younger population, but we don't expect to see as you know large maybe as improvements in that population as a ceiling where older adults typically have a larger ceiling to improve in the function area um, of what we're doing. But but for the most part, it's it's identical style study. We're just including, you know, the younger population instead of the older population. So I'm, I'm sure it varies and this may be a bad question, but at what age typically do people start noticing, uh, you know, a significant amount of like losing tissue? Well, we're touching 40 and I can tell you that I'm already <laughs> feeling it. So, and, I, and, and we know how to mitigate the majority of it. So, um, yeah. so anyway, but I, I think Mike, you can speak to that. Yeah. And, um, we talk about this in, with some of our graduate students, a lot of the data would suggest that really, like Kaylin said, the age of 40 and beyond, there's sort of this slow dec- decline in whole body muscle mass. Um, you know, what causes it? It could be dietary, and Dr. Fruget could tell you a lot about that. It's just um, people that are older typically don't take in as much protein. On top of that, your muscle cells undergo what's been termed anabolic resistance, meaning that if, um, you know, I'm uh, 60 and I consume a whey protein or a peanut protein shake and then you compare my response to somebody that's 20, well, their muscle is going to take those amino acids and undergo this muscle building process a lot more effectively than me. So, so that basically means as I get older, uh, even if I take the same amount of protein in, my muscle cells can't use amino acids as effectively to build muscle. Sure. And then on top of that, you have issues with just physical activity in general. Um, there's a lot of data with older people that they, they just don't exercise as much. So it's it's a lot of factors that lead to that loss. But Not like, to mention the hormonal milieu as well. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, uh, testosterone, testosterone declines. Sure, so yeah. You have right. very potent anabolic hormones that decline as we age, and that's a lot has a lot to do with it. Absolutely. Yeah. We're joined this morning by our friends from VCOM, Dr. Kalen Young, Dr. Michael Roberts. He's a big deal. People know him. And Dr. Drew Fruget. We will continue our conversation next. Final few minutes with our friends from VCOM, Dr. Kalen Young, Dr. Michael Roberts. He's a big deal. And Dr. Drew Fruget. So we're talking about your research. What's kind of the next step here? What do you guys expect to do kind of moving forward? Yeah, good question. So so we, where we want to head is we want to kind of include um, Dr. Drew Ferge's line of work um, in the gut microbiome. So he's a specialist there in, in what happens inside the gut when you eat certain foods, do certain things, um, and how that relates to overall health. So we're really interested in what peanut protein the effect might have on the mi- gut microbiome. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll come on and do another section after next year and talk about that area. But um, that's kind of where we see ourselves moving there. 
um, and, and continue to go after other collaborative um, funding opportunities that we have when we can bring in all of our expertise together and make this run really nice wheelhouse to study uh, the human body. So it's been, been a fantastic and uh, ride along the way. And But I think the last thing we want to do is just give a couple of thank yous to, to our, some of our other colleagues that didn't get a chance to show up with us today. Namely, we'd like to thank Dr. Michael Goodlett, sports medicine physician for Auburn University. He's a great collaborator with our lab, uh, big supporters. We'd like to thank him for his help. Mike? Yep, and uh, Joss Edison Vcom, uh, Mary Rudisil, she's my boss over at the School of Kinesiology. Tremendous support, and then uh, you know a lot of professors over there. They've just been great. It's been beyond this collaboration we have. You know that we have a lot of expertise in that building. So I'm lucky to work there. Sure, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, and a lot of a lot of really smart folks from Vcom have come in uh, on this show over the past few years and it's been cool every time somebody comes in I'm like I'm always intimidated because you guys are so much smarter than me but I'm always like what am I gonna learn today and so this has been cool guys I really appreciate it yeah, yeah it's been fantastic thanks a lot and drew do you want do you have anything final words you want to say before we get out of here for dietetics yeah um so I've the cool thing about Auburn uh, especially over the last few years is that they're pushing to promote more research and every time I've gone to um, my administrator so Martin O'Neill Jennifer Kerpelman they have you know if they've got to match funds for any kind of research they're always there so it's been a great time to do a lot of this exploratory stuff and uh, just have fun well awesome well guys thank you so much for your time really really appreciate it and uh Best of luck with all the research moving forward. All right. Thank you Thanks very much. Thanks for having us. We appreciate, we appreciate it. Of course. It, yeah. And uh, those, are, uh, those are our friends from VCOM. That is Dr. Kaylin Young, Dr. Michael Roberts, and Dr. Drew Fruget joining us this morning. And uh, really, really appreciate their time. That just about does it for today's edition of Auburn Opelika this morning, this week's edition of Auburn Opelika this morning. Reminder to all of um the fellow gentlemen out there, just a quick reminder, Sunday is Valentine's Day. You're running out of time, so just a quick heads up. You're welcome. That does it for today's edition. We'll be back Monday at 6 o'clock. Have a fantastic day, everyone, and get back to work. <laughs>